with a touch of the flu and I'm kind of skeptical of what he told me to do he said that I should lock myself inside my room for a year shut my non-essential business down and cower in fear I said doc I don't know that seems so out of line give it three maybe four days I bet I'll be fine he said no you must not you must wait for the shot everybody's gotta get it or society stops I said doc I don't know is that all really true these shots are brand new they ain't fully approved he said no you can trust us it's the latest in science never mind the people dying just give up your compliance alright folks here we go it's uh, time now for the general knowledge podcast Season 5, Episode 4, and the first episode of 2023. Mate, we are back. We're back into it. Tonight, I've got Andy uh, joining me, Mr. Andy Soames. Good to have you back on board, brother, and a happy new year to you and all the listeners. How you going, man? G'day, General. Yeah, I'm going really, really good, mate. Pumped for 2023. Who would have thought we'd be here? I know. Three years on into the uh, COVID madness which we'll we'll tap into a little bit about some of that seriousness <laughs> a little bit later on in the show uh, but yeah you're right man it's hard to believe we yeah. are still alive and kicking because we're all supposed to be dead aren't we we're, we're all supposed to have died from covid <laughs> still apparently it were... i know, I know. <laughs> if not covid then it would be the boosters these, you know, <laughs> oh. that's right we all we all yeah we should all be dead by now mm. yeah yeah seems to be the but, plan um you know <laughs> Yeah, it seemed to be the plan, you know, either way. <laughs> so how was your um, your Christmas anyway. and the New Year's, oh, mate? Were you, were you well rested? You deserved a, you're a fucking busy bloke, mate. You deserved the break. Did you have a good one? Oh, honestly, last year was absolutely, absolute madness. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, it got to about the 20th and I just, I just pulled up stumps, mate. I had had enough. So we've been going pretty good, me and the wifey, sort of uh, up to like this weekend and, um, you know, uh, hey, so we've had, we've had a decent break. You and, said you uh, went away. We've been in, we're camp- into it, back into it. You went away camping, mate. It was, uh, I, I need to get out and do some camping too. I'm dying to. I've been slowly gathering some gear. Where'd you, where'd you, um, you went out to, yeah. um, was it uh, Tick Central, I think uh, you said? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, got I got um, yeah one of one of the little bastards decided to you know crawl under my skin, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, it's going for you but, because um, you've got anyway, pure blood, Eddie. Right. You're, you're a pure blood. That's why it wants you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. But uh, my wife, she's got all these natural oils and stuff, so she's been. Getting me back into shape, so I'll be fine. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah it'll take a little while. Those things. But, uh, nah, it's, it's good. Good to get out. Yeah, yeah. Hate the fucking. Yeah. I've never been bitten by a tick. I've had one on me, but I caught it just in time. But um, yeah, never, never actually been bitten by a tick. I get eaten alive by mozzies all the time. But uh, that's about it, man. For for me, I haven't. Even, oh, I've been bitten by a spider. Um, put my put my foot into a sock, and there was a fucking spider in it. I've actually got photos to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> one morning just putting my boots on for work I mean you know my uh, socks on first and there's a fucking spider in there anyway it's all good it was only a little orb weaver so it was, <laughs> it was okay it wasn't little it was a decent I'll show you the pictures later I'll send them to you <laughs> yeah it'll blow you okay. away yeah 
Good. But anyway, yeah, it was good. To, good to be back into it. Yeah, like you said, mate, it's been um, it's been a while. We've been uh, on a bit of a hiatus for a few weeks. Like, so let me just quickly check and see when the last show uh, went to air. Uh, that was before, definitely before Christmas. And why is my internet being slow? Here we go. Come on. Uh, December twelfth. Holy crap! Wow, nearly a month we've been gone, man. Monday, December 12th, and it is now Monday the 9th of January. Oh, so yeah. let's just say that. Four weeks, yeah, there we go. Mate, but we needed a break. I've been going hell for leather at work. I've been, it's like the busiest time of year, but I mean, I've been busy all fucking year, but uh, just insane. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, good to get back into it. Got so much to talk about. Um, Ethan isn't joining us for this yeah. episode, folks. He's uh, uh, he's going to have a bit of a time off and lay low for a little while. Um can't really go into the reason why that is, of course, folks, but um, for the members who are aware, uh, then, yeah, you know what it's about, uh, and that's all I can basically say, so he's going to basically just uh, take a chill pill for a couple of weeks. If anyone's interested in seeing what he's up to, though, head over to tottnews.com. He's still pumping out the work as per usual, and uh, the high-quality standard that he does for all of our me- all of the members of his and for the public at large as well. Um, He's a, he's a very popular man of late, the old Ethan Nash. Uh, lots of people interested in what he's been up to, uh, especially the mainstream media. So those fuckers can get fucked. But anyway, uh, we are going to power on, Andy. It's going to be just you and me, possibly, definitely for this episode and possibly for the next one. But like I said, mate, there's always something to talk about. There's shitloads to talk about, actually, because we've been going for four weeks. But um, I wanted to just bring this one thing up, mate, now... I did send you a video uh, a little earlier, and I I never heard of this chick before. Have you heard of that Katie Hopkins? Did you know who she was before um, I sent you that video by any chance today? No. Yeah, I hadn't heard of her either, but she's hella popular. No, never. Yeah, let me just mute my phone here. I'm trying to send myself the link to the computer so I can... Because I want to play this... Um, I'll play this for for folks because it's quite important. I know it goes a little while, so we'll interject and pause it from time to time. Um, and the only reason why I want to bring it up is because the, we mentioned it on previous shows. Um, I think we actually did it in the last one and possibly the one before, episode two and three, with regards to the smart city upgrades and all this sort of stuff that's happening in Australia. And cast your mind back, folks. I know it was a little while ago. Feel free to go back and listen to the episode. But we sort of mentioned how... Um, and if you recall, uh, we're talking about, I think it was 20 minute, uh, cities and let me just quickly do a screen share for the folks watching, for the members watching, uh, and for yourself as well, Andy, let me know when you can see my screen, Andy, does that come up on your end? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Just so I know that the, that the people watching can see it. So 20 minute neighborhoods, folks, this is what it has been about. Uh, Victoria, the uh, Victoria State Government are doing this. We also cottoned on that Sydney has similar plans as well. Um, and they're calling them 20-minute neighbourhoods. So they learn about how we are creating inclusive, vibrant, and healthy neighbourhoods. Oh, isn't that wonderful? It's all just so wonderful and pretty and beautiful, all these plans they've got for us. Plan Melbourne, 2017 to 2050. So, again, we talk about this is the... It's the... It's always in the future stuff. Like this is like they're in this for the long haul. You know what I mean? This is the long play. They don't do this. You know, they might they might have small plans that they 
that crop up now and again. But they've got long-term fan, long-term plans, long-term visions. The UN, all this Agenda 2030 business. Before you know it, it'll probably be Agenda 2050, or there'll be another Agenda UN sort of shit coming out. But these guys are in this with a long haul, Ando. Um, so Plan Melbourne 2017 to 2050 is the Victorian government's long-term planning strategy, guiding the way the city will grow and change to 2050. Plan Melbourne is supported by the principle of 20-minute neighbourhoods. The 20-minute neighbourhood is all about living locally. That's a key point right there. Just remember that term, living locally. It allows people to meet most of their daily needs within a 20-minute return walk from home. The access to safe cycling and local transport options. These connected and walkable places are where people can live, work and play, buy their bread and milk, work from home or at a local business, access services and meet their neighbours at community gathering places. Plan Melbourne aims to make the 20-minute neighbourhood concept a reality for every person. So there you go, folks. That's their plan. It's going to be for every person. That's So even if you don't want to be part of that, they're going to make you a part of that because they're going to divide up your city into quadrants or, or small sections where you will have the living locally plan all about you. So you'll have to basically be asking for permission to leave your little local area. That's what's going to come down to. It's going to be Basically, this is about controlling our movements, Andy. It's going to be punishing you for wanting to leave your little local area. Punish you for wanting to go and visit people out of your allotted amounts that you're probably going to get. And, you know, dob in people that are in your area that that you don't recognize. You'll be able to punch in their license plate and dob them in or something. And they might even cop a fine or something like that. Well, funnily... Funnily, I should say that sort of stuff, but here we go. I'm, gonna, I'm still sharing the screen here, so let me zoom in on this one. Oh, hang on, let me widen that one. Okay, so this was sent to uh, me in one of the groups on me, or my group, I should say, on Telegram. Anyone wanting to join, let me know. Uh, so this is from Hammersmith and Fulham. The Clean Air Neighbourhood Team. So this is, again, where it comes into that whole green agenda too, Andy. It's that climate lockdown kind of situation but not a lockdown if you know what i mean like this is going to be the plan to kind of you know corral people into these small areas so you don't really need to go anywhere you've got everything right where we're going to put it for you you know but if you do wander outside of the uh of the what do you call it of the reservation (laughs) you're going to get punished i'll send the cowboys out for you here we go so from Hammersmith and Fulham, Clean Air Neighbourhood Team. This is the warning notice, Andy, that I'm going to put up here. I'm going to read this out for the listeners. The members can actually see this here, and I'll put a hopefully put a copy of this in the show notes as well. Uh, Dear Sir slash Madam, I enclose a warning notice relating to the new Clean Air Neighbourhood trial we have introduced in the streets to the west of Wandsworth Bridge Road, London. You have received this because you drove through a traffic camera at one of the following locations either Hurlingham Road, Broomhouse Lane, Peterborough Road, Perrymead Street or Stuttage Street. With the Clean Air Neighbourhood Trial, we are aiming to cut pollution and congestion by discouraging drivers from outside of Hammersmith and Fulham from taking a shortcut through our residential streets. Our aim is not to make money and we don't want to discourage visitors to residents, such as friends, family, carers, tradesmen, delivery drivers, etc., Emergency services and black and uh, black cabs are automatically exempt. 
So this is not a fine. It's known as a penalty charge notice. God, you got to love the lingo, Andy. To be fair and to educate drivers, we are not issuing fines at this stage, just warnings. However, after an introductory period, we will be issuing fines. How to avoid getting a fine in future. If you are using the streets to the west of Wandsworth uh, Bridge Road only as a shortcut, in future, please use the main roads to avoid getting a fine. If you are visiting a resident in the streets to the west of Wandsworth Road Bridge, you can reach every street without going through a camera. Just enter and leave via the Wandsworth Bridge Road or enter and leave via New Kings Road. So they're basically controlling your entry and exit points into this area too, Andy. Uh, entry and exit points are shown with arrows on the map over leaf. Um, I don't have a copy of that, unfortunately. Only drivers who seek to cut through between Wandsworth Bridge Road and New Kings Road face fines. You can also ask residents to give you free access through the cameras at no cost. They just need to enter your registration number on the Ringo app or call the hotline number. They can do this up to midnight on the same day, even after you visit. What to do if you wrongly receive a fine, blah, 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 just talks about that. But there you go, Andy. This is just an example of this. This is a trial that they've got in this neighborhood of uh, Hammersmith and Fulham in the UK, where they're going to basically start fining you if you're in the area, just driving through. So you actually have no freedom to drive around at your own will anymore, Andy. That's, that's what's coming to the UK. This is one of the first trial areas of them doing it. And it's under the Clean Air Neighbourhood Team. So it's got a, it's all a bit about the green, air, the green Initiative, mate. This is all UN sort of bullshit as well. What do you make of that, brother? First of all, before we move on to oh, Katie Hopkins' video. Yeah, what do you make of this, man? <laughs> well, when you, first, when you first started presenting it, I thought it was some piss take, like someone's idea of a bit of a, like some sort of a, a laugh. But it's actually... It's actually real. Mm. It's actually like something from the council over there. It's unbelievable. Crazy, eh? Hey? If if this doesn't have people marching on the streets, I don't know what. I mean, it's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, and that's a funny. They, we'll come back to that just point. Don't you, stop that that point you just made then, Andy. About you wonder why people aren't marching in the streets. We'll come back to that because that's a really good point that you just made right there, and we'll we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. So I continue on. Yeah, go for it, mate. Continue on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to sort of highlight that you made a really good point and we're going to come back to that point there that people aren't marching in the streets and there's a reason for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's it's just, um, yeah, it's just such a slow creep. Like you said, the language is all very, all very nice and we're mm. doing it just to help you and, oh, we like to be green and we like to save the environment and, you know, we love dolphins. You know, and mm. um, and we love you too, and and, and kumbaya and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Let's all let's all let let's all link arms and and sing together. You know, mm. um, yeah, it's all very slick, isn't it? But like you can see the slippery slope where they want to take you. It's basically an open air prison because it without 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 iron bars and all, mm. all with the threat of you know, like of financial punishment, like which is the way all of these Western societies go. And of course, they'll just be able to reach into your account and, and extract any money that you possibly got without 
Was that you even having any? Oh yeah. Any say in the matter? Yeah, so, you, you won't need to log on and pay I mean, a fine. They'll just take the money good. from you. Yeah, exactly. You are spot on. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I wanted yeah, to yeah. link it but, to this um, because Australia can, is doing the same thing. This is this. Yeah, you know, we're we're planning. Victoria is planning. Oh, well, we know shocked. Sydney's planning the twenty-minute neighbourhoods. That's exactly what this is. This is the same thing. It's creating these these small little what do we call them reservations or I don't know what you want to call them, but little quadrants of a city um, where it's only going to take you a twenty-minute walk to get from certain area to area. Um, yeah, oh sorry, ten minute there and ten minute back. So there's your twenty-minute neighbourhood. It's a ten-minute round trip walking apparently or riding a, riding a bike or some shit but uh, yeah this is about the thing it's about controlling people's movements if you if if they're going to say oh, we're going to provide you everything we think or we're going to we're going to determine what we we say you'll need not what we think you'll want but what we say you'll need you'll need this in this area and that's all you'll get because that's in your area we've provided that for you so be thankful that's what they're saying to us and if you want to go outside of this area, well, you better have a bloody well damn good explanation for wanting to leave. Otherwise, we're going to, first of all, it'll be a fine. And then you'll have to log on and pay the fine or whatever. And then it'll be oh, probably, like you, like you said, Andy, it'll end up automatically just being deducted from your bank account. You don't even have a choice in it. Um, and before then, if you put, you know, who knows, it'll be, maybe they'll freeze your accounts altogether if you stop paying these fines. Who knows? Basically, you're giving them carte blanche to go hell for leather into this if they if they allow this and if it goes forward, which it is going forward. This is all planned out already. Uh, and we talked about that uh, on the last show as well, last two shows, in fact. But there you go. Crazy stuff. And I wanted to, let me just also, I'm going to play this uh, video. You don't really need to watch. It's more about just listening, folks. So uh, let me just, in the time being... I'll stop sharing here. All right, so let me just turn the volume up on this. Let me know if you can hear this um, uh, well enough, Andy, because it's just going through my phone onto my microphone. So hopefully it comes through okay. Because members, I'm using a Mac, and Skype does not fucking share audio on a map on a Mac. It only shares the video, not the audio. It's crazy. Anyway, if anyone out there knows a fix to this, I've looked for one, but let me know. Here we go. So let me tell you the plan. Can you the hear plan this, Andy? is in Oxford, and this has just been passed by the council, to divide the city here yeah, into, cool. Squiggly City, into six parts. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And you will only have the freedom to operate in the part that you live. So if this is you, the idea is that everybody will live within 15 minutes of the things they need. 15 minutes of a school, 15 minutes of a doctor. So that's their version because obviously the UK is a smaller display, a smaller place. Their towns are smaller, whereas here, of course, in Australia, we're a bit more widespread. You know what I mean? Like we, it takes longer to get places around here. Uh, we've got a lot more space. So their version is 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 the fifteen minute version is what she's talking about, which they're implement, in, implementing. And I think she said Oxford is one area that's doing it right now. So here we go, continuing on. Just fifteen minutes of a supermarket. And if you want to travel to the other zones in your city or maybe soon your town, you will have to go out an approved route. You will have to journey around the outside of the city in order to re-enter another section. And that's sort of what we talked about with that letter that that person got and forwarded through. 
Andy. That's the same thing. It's talking about you've got to go in via that road and back out via that road. You know what I mean? Like it's totally controlling your movements. Of the city. This plan is supposed to be saving the planet. And the idea is that you won't simply be able to cross over into other sections of your city anymore. So if your mother, for example, lived over here, you wouldn't be able to just go across and see her. This would all be done via e-gates, electronic gates and number plate recognition. You in your area will only be allowed within that 15-minute zone that you've been... Now, what she just mentioned there too, Andy, she she mentioned it'll be done via like an e-tag, electronic kind of you know, gate system sort of thing, and the license plate recognition cameras. Now, what do we see bucking everywhere, Andy? Have you noticed these things? Almost every main road has them. Every motorway's yeah. got them. I'm not just talking about the things that detect your little e-toll tag and beeps in your car. No, no, no. I'm talking about the cameras that are facing down, reading your license plate and looking at you while you're driving. These things are everywhere. People need to start waking up and looking for these things yeah. because yeah, they're not just like it makes you wonder why are they using them now? They're using them now because they're honing the, their abilities basically. And there are other reasons. It's all about tracking your movements. What else? Why else would they need cameras on every major road? Not just for traffic. The big traffic cameras. They're the big tall ones that they put on to top of things to look down over large areas. And like you'll often see a really big tall pole on the side of the road somewhere, and it's looking. You know, one maybe have a camera on one end facing one one way of the road, and the other facing the other way, because it's that that they're your traffic cameras. These other ones are literally license plate reading technology cameras, and uh, that's basically all it is is tracking your movements. There's there's really no other purpose for them. Okay. Located. The number plate recognition will know if you leave your zone, and. You can apply for permission, a permit, to leave your zone and travel to another zone. But you'll only be allowed to do this about 100 times a year. This is real. I just have to stop and say that. This is actually being passed by Oxford Council. This is happening in the next two years, 2024 it begins. And if you use up all your 100 passes that someone designates whether you're allowed to have to go into the different zones you'll be fined your number plate will be recognized it will observe that you've gone somewhere you're not allowed in your own city and it will find you a hundred pounds or 80 pounds or whatever the fine number is this is coming your way this has already been approved in oxford in canterbury that as another scheme it's for five zones but the same principle this is not by chance and what i want to take you through now is the controlling mechanism to any criticism of this then i want to take you through the um hey, i just paused me for one for some reason just parallels the similarities the patterns that you can see from this sort of coercive control and finally i want to take you to the dark side Try this 30 seconds oh, bedtime ritual. Fucking ad just popped up. Hang on. Uh, sorry, people. Here we go. So 15-minute cities, <laughs> how they manipulate the narrative, controlling any opposition, patterns that we've learned already from COVID. So this is going to be getting into similar what you um, talked about before, Andy. 
um, with regards to your question of why people don't stand up and say something about this. She's kind of going to get it. She's going to touch on that in a second. And then I'll take you to the dark side. So when you're locked into these neighborhoods and you're only allowed within 15 minutes of your home address, the way that they're going to and are already controlling the conversation and, and think back to COVID, think back to COVID, think back to COVID. They're creating fact checkers. So anybody that's spoken of this already, whether it's Sky News in Australia with lovely Rowan or GB News or anyone trying to talk about this zoning restriction in cities where you're going to be effectively told you can only go this far and you must stay this far. Any kind of opposition to that, any voices like this one saying, can you not see the worry here, the control on this? Uh, Now we have the fact checkers. So you have the fact checkers that will be promoted on Google, promoted on any search engine, fact checkers on Twitter, AFP, fact checking, saying, no, 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 this isn't a climate lockdown. This is just some traffic control. No, 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 people will still be able to go wherever they want. Well, yes, you will, but you'll be fine. No, 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 people won't, there won't be physical barricades. Well, no, there won't. There'll be e-gates and there'll be nameplate recognition and probably facial recognition to follow, which is far more scary than an actual bollard that I could go blooming crashing my way through at my own cost. (laughs) All of these fact checkers are, no, 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 but what they're saying is fine, is not fine at all. The next thing, which we saw so many times and I've seen all my life, is that you accuse those who are speaking out, like myself, of causing harm. Uh, You say that in Oxford, the councillors have had to stay at home for the day because of all of the abuse they've been taking online. Uh, These extremists, these conspiracy theorists are threatening physical violence. You make it so that anyone speaking out against this is the enemy and may may cause harm. And this maybe should be policed. And shouldn't we be policing the speech of those who speak out against 15-minute cities or being told you're not allowed to drive where you want to anymore? And the last thing is uh, just the labelling of people as conspiracy theorists means that you automatically dismiss them. So for me, you know, I'm just a regular mom, pay my taxes. I can see that telling people where they can and can't drive is not okay. That becomes a conspiracy theorist. Just like it was racist was used to silence people who just had an opinion about something. This is another way of labelling people. Now I want to talk about the patterns. So if you are open-minded for one moment let's see if you can see some of the patterns from covid lockdowns repeating themselves with this traffic calming system that requires you to stay within 15 minutes of your home address and not cross over into your neighbor's turf so one pattern is to create a morally superior rationale a morally superior reason so the reason that's given for these sort of things it's never the actual reason but the reason so with covid it was stay home so you don't kill old people a morally superior reason right or interfering with ukraine and russia morally superior reason oh we're fighting for democracy with this it's oh this is about the climate And if you bring out of university people who truly believe, young people who truly believe, like the people who glued themselves to the pictures in the gallery, they truly believe they only have five years to live, that they believe that. This is the morally superior reason. We need to do this. We need to lock people down into 15-minute zones because we need to save the planet. Morally superior reason, right? 
till. You sell it in softly. So as with COVID, you sell it in slowly, slowly, one thing at a time. So this has been going on in Oxford since 2015, but no one really noticed because silly councillors. And then 2019, another consultation. And 2022, it's back again. And despite 90% of people saying, no, it's going ahead anyway. And then you put in 20 miles an hour zones. If you don't see this coming in your area, I'm thinking Wales will be next. Honestly, I will I will put money. What are we now? 8th December 9th. Wales will be one of the next test cities. Uh, maybe Cardiff. I don't know. But 20 mile an hour zones. You see that coming? That is schooling you to prepare for 15 minute cities where you don't get to go outside your 15 minute zone. So you sell it in softly. Number three, you focus on the minutiae. And Okay, this is why I was mentioning, Andy, um, when you said, why don't people stand up and say something about this or blah, blah, blah. This is why, okay? So this is a good point that she makes and it just ties in exactly why you said it too. When the powerful were testing out the levers of control on us, as I believe in lockdown, focusing on the minutiae worked brilliantly. How many people can I have in my home? Now let's change that rule. Now you're allowed six. Now you're allowed eight. Now you're allowed out twice a day, but for one hour, but not for 45 minutes, but you can't sit on a bench. Now you can do this, but not that, but you must do this and you must be wearing a red hat. (laughs) Remember all that shit? Remember how even we were banging on about... It doesn't make sense. None of this shit makes sense. You can do this, but you can't do that. And yeah, we we actually got kind of caught out talking about the fucking minutia instead of the big picture on... Well, we kind of... We did talk about the big picture as well, but that none of this should be here in the first place, you know what I mean? Which is what she's about to say. You remember, remember all that, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Of course I do. with the minutiae because they focus on it. So in this example, 15 minutes. But you will be able to go to that segment, but only if you use the ring road, at ring road and then only up to 100 times a year, otherwise you'll be fine. And the amount of the fine will be about £85. But that amount will be blah, blah, blah. And you'll be given a pass if you're this, but not that. Get people to focus on the minutiae because what you're then doing is taking them away from the... I'm sorry, why would you be telling me? where I'm allowed to drive in my own city, it works perfectly with ordinary people because ordinary people love to know the rule because they like to stay within the rule because they don't want to be in trouble. Isn't that the exact point? That's why, Andy, people don't stand up and do something about it because they focus on the minutia. She's so right. That is the reason, mate. It makes sense, doesn't it? It is absolutely it's brilliant. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, how well have these motherfuckers yeah. figured us out? Well, they have, and I, I actually do believe it. It was a, you know, one that was population control, mm. which we're seeing roll out over the now and and the years coming forth, and it has been a huge, big psychological test mm. and a big, you know, data pulling data pulling exercise so they could see exactly the behavior of everyone and what they can and can't get away with so yeah now she's spot on absolutely yeah yeah it's terrible and um yeah you can see you can see the agenda rolling rolling through yeah. it's just an open-air prison dressed up in something sweet so. mm. yeah exactly here we are we'll continue on here there's a few minutes left to go but we'll uh, it's good stuff here we go 
you silence the opposition. So people like me, conspiracy theorists, you know, penalize them, demonetize them, call them nutters, make them anti, trying to keep people alive. Imagine them saying it's about climate lockdown when all it is is just a little bit of e-gates and, you know, name plate, number plate recognition. Oh, those crazy people. Make them nutters and promote people who love this stuff. Show people cycling. Cyclists saying how lovely it is to be able to cycle about freely. You know, focus on promoting. And then, as with COVID, reward people who promote this stuff. So maybe if you promote it, you'll have special privileges, like the people in government who told us we had to be locked down, but then were partying themselves, or like the newsreaders who told us we had to stay indoors, but were caught in the pub or pissed off to Antigua. Silence opposition, promote those who will talk proudly about this and give those who promote it special privileges. Okay, to the dark side. So what I believe and what I talk about are two different things in the sense that I don't go to the dark side very often because it's too... This trick to get oh, gas... Fucking, sorry, you got me again. Australia. This you didn't tell me when the air was coming out. Motherfucker. Sorry, and folks. what I'm trying to do is bring an audience with me. People who hate me fine, people who like me fine, people who agree with me sometimes and don't. And what I avoid doing is talking about what I think, believe, know, have seen, have experienced a lot because it's too dark and it's so horrid that um, almost you lose everyone because almost... Actually, you could probably just finish it there. Um, but yeah, there we go. So there's that's that's Oxford she's talking about and um, the other one we mentioned in that letter was like Hammers, Hammersfist fuck what is it hang on uh, Hammersmith and Fulham was the other area so multiple areas doing this Andy and what did I mention before about the, the Melbourne 20 minute cities it's all about you know being able to to bicycle close to home and blah 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 it's the same shit the same same narrative here they just relabeled it and they're going to tweak it a little bit to fit what we have uh, in our backyard, mate. Full on, hey, this is the latest thing, man. I mean, we talk about in the past, we talked about, you know, the smart city agenda. Uh, we talked about the high speed rail agenda and connecting these big major hubs in Australia, which I still do believe is going to happen. But in the, um, you know, within these smart cities, these hubs, this is how they're going to run them. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be these little little uh, 15 minute 20 minute whatever it is here in Brisbane when it comes might be the 15 might be the 20 who fucking knows it'll have its own name probably 20 I would guess but there you go folks that's how they're going to run this shit alright that's what's coming so we need to do what we can in terms of um, yeah, obviously making people aware that this is coming Like this isn't just a UK thing I'm just going to put that up as a just want to have that as an example so everyone can realize that it's not just some idea some fucking wet dream of some globalist you know stooge uh this is already being implemented there are towns and cities in that in the in the country over there that are doing this right now and they're planning for it here uh, it's coming folks so uh making people aware that this is part of the agenda trying to i guess get in early get people's ears early spread this information spread the knowledge so that they can you know be aware of this and and Start talking about how it is a bad idea, how it is actually a control mechanism. It's going to be about controlling the populace, all right, and getting you to, to think twice about moving out of your area. You know what I mean? It's not it's not all bells and whistles and you know rainbows and lollipops, folks. This is 
uh, another major control mechanism. And like Andy said before, you know, um, the, the COVID nonsense was the test case. Yeah, Andy, you're spot on, brother, mate. Um, but there you go. What do you reckon? What else can we do about this other than talking about it? And, and maybe it's going to take, what do you, what do you reckon, fucking bombard your local city councillors and see if they've... Um, if they've heard any wind of this coming, you know what I mean? Like in getting into some uh, some local council meetings and you know, telling them not to do it. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, what do you reckon, Eddie? Uh, yeah, my first thought too was how Chinese is this? Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. at the moment, like a... Um, like like a, re- a car registration in China at the moment, you you, you get a, a registration that'll, for instance, it'll it'll operate Monday to Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And then your neighbour might have a like a Thursday to Saturday for his car, and then and then somebody else might just have a Sunday or a Saturday to a Sunday. So that's China, like that's their their system of keeping all of the cars not on the road at the same time. So once again, it's a very Chinese sort of, um, you know, like like tool for organising the people. Um, but, man, this is, and, and also you can't go out of a province in China currently without getting, you know, permission to do it. Um, I'm not sure whether you knew that or not, but like that's no, I didn't that's actually. what's happening right now. Yeah, 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 it's true. So you, it's not like going from um, Brisbane to Sydney or, or Brisbane to Melbourne in China. You you can't just do that. It's basically a, like a passport system where you need to, you know, like get a visa to go there. Mm. Um, so yeah, so the same sort of same sort of like system is being rolled out but in a very very sweet and nice way of course they've they've they're very good at buttering it all up mm. but it's to me it's very very chinese very chinese system um and of course with all of the latest tech you know yeah. um yeah it's going to be very very easy for them yeah and and the the, the tech is yeah. almost here like i said these the license plate reading stuff is it's everywhere at the moment already you know what i mean it's all over the place um so it's only got a matter of time before they just it's just that increment the creep you know oh there's you know another main yeah and they're probably they're probably already putting them you know in these areas folks where they're already encompassing you know little sections of the cities where they probably plan this shit in the future they've probably already got that shit mapped out already you know what i mean um we take a bit of driving, but you could probably map that stuff out yeah. ourselves, you know what I mean, and try and work out where it all is. But I'm not joking. Every main road you go on, there, there's there's a, there's a camera watching you, you know, and reading your license plate. Yeah. You know what um, I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what yeah. it reminds me of? It actually reminds me of, oh, man, this is a throwback. Do you um, you remember the Zeitgeist uh, films, um, Andy? There was like three, I think, they made. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. one of the early early films that woke us all up. Correct. Yeah. Truth again. Tr- yeah. Truth be told, that was one of the ones that actually got me to, to kind of you know lift the wall off my eyes and wake me up. And you start looking into it a bit more, and yeah, it, it starts your journey. That was the start of my journey. Actually, was the Zeitgeist film because I actually started to research the things that were in the movie. Anyway, 
and then I think they brought out the the second Zeitgeist film as Addendum or something. Um, and it mentioned in it, I think towards the end, it might have even been the third movie, I'm not too sure. Um, it mentioned the, the Venus Project and this guy, that Jacques Fresco. Does that ring a bell to you? Do you remember this? And he was like the the little man, the little, he was a futurist. And he was talking about how, you know, you, you could have these beautifully designed cities and everyone could live in pods and, you know... People were like, when he was going on tours, speaking, you know, people would ask him, you know, well, what's your what's your solution to solving you know, the traffic problem? And and he would say he would say things like, oh, well, you know, um, most of the traffic is people working in that you know nine to five kind of thing. He said, well, you know, make half the people, you know, half the people can give them jobs that they they work the other, you know, the from 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 six till four and you know, from six six till eight and. The other ones work in nine to five, so you're halving your traffic on the roads. You know, like he would say shit like this, and like, like, like logically, like you know, it kind of makes sense in that kind of regard. But it, it logistically, it would never happen. Like you can't, you can't just do that. You can't just make half the workforce work graveyard shifts. You know what I mean? And, and change their complete lifestyle. Like it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? You have to come up with practical solutions, not ones that are fucking pipe dreams. But, you know, that's where I kind of actually lost my... I'd, I'd stopped watching and, and reading into all the zeitgeist stuff because it went down this road and it's very kind of almost socialistic in a sense. And, uh, you know, that, that's what it reminded me of. It just, it just was a throwback to that when they started planning these these cities and uh, just, just, <laughs> it was just ringing true of old Jacques Fresco and the Venus Project and all that sort of stuff. If, when Ethan listens to this, he'll know exactly what I mean. He'll be like, yes, spot on, fucking general, you've got, you've got it. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so I just sort of bring that up as well. Um, full on, hey, so this is this is where we're going, big fella. Um, it's the uh, welcome to the new smart city agenda. It's not just about the smart and the tracking and stuff. It's going to be about cordoning off areas, you know, not in a sense where there's physical barriers like they say, but there are eyes watching. Big brother will be watching you and wondering why you're driving around outside of your designated 15 minute city folks there you go um all right let's uh switch gears a little bit here i would suggest everyone head over and seriously if you if anyone listening to this is not a member of tottnews.com then what the fuck is wrong with you go over there and sign up and be a member over there he actually has like you can join up for free kind of thing but if you want to help contribute you know help him out you can sign up for the monthly subscription stuff but just go and join as a member so you can get some really extra good content over there. But anyway, head over to tttnews.com um, and type in Pfizer Papers in the search bar and you'll get, uh, I think it's up to seven now. Uh, Dr. TJ Coles, one of his contributors, uh, has got seven pieces now in this uh, epic I've, I've been sharing a lot of them. I think I've actually missed one or two of them, but anyway. Um, so we've got I think the first one came out in like April 9, uh, you know, pretty early on last year, 2022. The Pfizer papers, documents confirmed the vaccine was supposed to prevent COVID, not just reduce symptoms. Then on May 24, Pfizer papers, the company exploited and misapplied a controversial controversial clinical trial method. Uh, June 27, the Pfizer papers, company secretly planned for the third dose. July 29, the Pfizer papers, how the company covered up the deaths of trial participants. 
August 26, the Pfizer Papers, Emergency Use Authorization of the Injectable Product. September 25, the Pfizer Papers, Leaked Israeli Health Meeting Bombshell. And then the latest one, October 27, I think it is the latest one, which I think I might have missed somehow, but anyway. Uh, the Pfizer Papers, CDC approved jab for under fives against advice. There you go. Let me just quickly just jump back a page. Oh, no, I've closed it. You know, I've closed it. All right. I'm pretty sure that's the latest one. Let me just quickly check the homepage again. One second, folks. Because um, we are going to just switch gears and head into some of this sort of stuff now with some uh, information I've just got today as well. Uh, where's your latest in your popular? Ethan has done some updates on his website. No, it is the latest one. I'm pretty sure that's the... Yeah, all right, cool. All right, so what did I get today? Here we go. Um, this was sent through. I'll do the old screen share here. So my good old members that are watching. And hello to my two new members as well. Um, I've got them here. Who are they again? Susie, of course. Susie's a big contributor in the group now. And Paul, g'day Paul, thanks for joining guys. They have actually joined up, by the way, folks, over at buymeacoffee.com. So uh, anyone who out there who doesn't want to go via Patreon or support Patreon and their sort of cancel culture that they've got going, I mean, I'm kind of flying under the radar there, but um, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com um, forward slash General Maddox. Um, I'm putting the same content from Patreon uh, up there as well. So yeah, instead of supporting them, you support these guys basically um, who are censoring people that I know of. Anyway, so I'll put the links in the show notes for anyone. Uh, back to the screen share. Uh, here we go. Start sharing. Again, for my members, they'll get this. Here we go. So this came out. Uh, Andy, can you see this? Just remind me if you can see this so I know people, uh, the members will see it if you're seeing it. Yep, yep got that. It, no problem. Okay, so here we go, folks. New South Wales COVID-19 yeah. weekly data overview. Okay, so this is basically information garnered from health.newsouthwales.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. All right, so it's got here table one. People with a COVID-19 diagnosis in the previous 14 days who were admitted to hospital, admitted to ICU, or reported as having died in the two weeks ending December 30th. Oh, sorry, yeah, December 31st last year, so 2022, right up to the end of the year in the two weeks leading up to it. Here we go. Vaccination status. It's important to note. Vaccination status. Four or more doses. 810 admitted to ICU. Three doses, 377. Two doses, 218. One dose, 10. No dose, zero. And unknown, which means people who didn't disclose their vaccination status, meaning they probably had them and didn't want to say it or whatnot, 364. But there you go. Definitely people with no doses, zero admissions to ICU. And apparently in that same group, only six people died, so probably old age. Um, but there you go. Four or more doses, 810. And the little meme that's been put up here, 810 to zero. We've got to do something, with, which is Kerry Chant talking to Brad Hattersard. Um, let's yes, let's fabricate an excuse to hide the data from the public. Here we go, folks. Future changes. The following changes will be implemented for the weekly reports in 2023. The first bullet point: vaccination status of cases admitted to hospital 
admitted to ICU, and those who die will no longer be reported. There you go. They're going to basically be lying via omission. So they're going to just omit that data altogether, Andy. They're going to say, well, we're not going to declare what their vaccination status is because it's making us look bad. We're telling all these people to get jabbed, Andy, and they're dying. Funny that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm shocked. You know, I am shocked because Unbelievable. I'm, 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 why would they have not done this earlier? It's, it's never been in their favor. That figure of the no dose or whatever has always been the lowest on every table they've ever fucking put out. And now they've only just gone, all right, we've got to the end of the year. It was shit every month. Fuck, we better get rid of it now and not just talk about it anymore. Because there you go. That's what they're doing as of <laughs> this year, mate. They're not even going to include the vaccination status because, oops, it might actually start making them look a little bit better if they don't say who was vaxxed or not. Wow. Unfucking believable. General. <laughs> General, you're on fire tonight, mate. You are literally, literally flaming. <laughs> it was giving it just been giving me the shits, Andy. <laughs> uh, I forgot to save one. Here we go. Get rid of this. It's been good. And this is another one. Kerry Chan and oh. Brad Hazard. Uh, have you ever seen an uglier pair than these two? I mean, oh, sh- you sh- know, seriously, she's, she's dead but, set a, but, a dude. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to send this uh, to my screen as well. Here we go. Because someone did the math, I think, for like the year. Is it going to airdrop it? Come on. Here we go. All right. So again, this is just what I screen captured as well. Uh, Here we go. So New New South Wales COVID hospitalations and ICU for, uh, for 30 weeks. So this data was just from week 22 of their reporting, which was uh, from the 4th of June, 2022 to week 52, which is, of course, 31st of December, 2022. So from 4th of June uh, to the end of the year. Number of um, vaxxed deaths, 14,853. Unvaxxed, 31. So the vax percentage, 99.79% of the people who died in hospital uh, hospitalizations in ICU was uh, nearly 100% of them. Unvax, 0.21. That's from their own data as well, Andy. That's basically just gone from that. I just screen capped it there, but that's from their um, the New South Wales website I read out before. Um, someone just compiled it all for us. But there you go, mate. 14, nearly 15,000 of them died uh, they were all fully fully jabbed, basically, or had a vaccine or more. Unvaxxed, 31. Uh, pretty sure I'm um, very happy with my choice, Andy. Uh, how about you, mate? <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, and unbelievably, they're still mandating the jab for um, hospital workers. I know. Oh. With, with that data in front of you... How could you? How could you sit there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and do and do that? I mean, it's just it's it's open murder. It really is, mate. Or at least, at very least, manslaughter. 
Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. In, in, in and, all, and, you know, like. That's right, keep going. I was going to say, in, in all we're seeing lately, too, because I know there's been people who are sort of. Um, doubting this and I, I had a chat with John LeBon on one of my last member shows as well um, you know he, he sort of had doubts whether there's been more death actually been more deaths or not of people who have had jabs he's like but where he is he's overseas in Bulgaria and you know um, he, not many people over there have been taking him like there's not that many jabbed up people over there apparently uh, where they're fucking everywhere here they're all around us and you know we're still seeing the ambulances all the time there's you know still, I'm hearing just Constantly, with when I hear people talking about it, the stories of, you know, loved ones, family members, friends of friends, you know, who have, yep, oh, died, yeah, heart attack, oh, how old was he? Oh, he's only like 40-something. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. Was he jabbed? Yeah, of course he was fucking jabbed. I don't ask that question, though, but you know they were because they're not part, they're on our side of the fence. Um, yeah, constantly. These same stories, mate. I mean, you're obviously, you'd be hearing them too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um yeah, definitely, definitely within the yeah, lots of lots of very strange funerals going on with like like you just mentioned, with your um you know forty forty something year olds that are just suddenly dropping dead. I mean, honestly, I get that it comes across my desk at least three to five times a week now. Wow, oh, that's full. Where's where's like this time this time last year? You know, like it was almost you know like maybe one or two. So yeah, there is something. There definitely is something going on. Um, it's not just us thinking of it. it it's it's credible. Mm. It's like it's it, there's hard data around it all now. So, oh, hundred percent, um, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna just yeah. find this um yeah. other video I wanted to share too. Here we go. I've got it. I wrote down the times where I wanted to play it from. Uh. Here we go. And I will put the link for this one in, um, uh, for, for everyone in the show notes as well because there's like documents that this guy's referring to and stuff, but he's explaining it as he goes along. So you don't have to see it, but if you want to see it, it'll I'll uh, include it for everyone. So this is basically good to do with exactly what we're sort of talking about too, Andy, with um, the, the, the COVID uh, vaccinations um, and basically what information uh, was released and through... Um, Freedom of Information requests here in Australia to the TGA and stuff. So here we go. Interesting here is that um, what happened was that I'll let you read this part up here because, again, I might get tripped up um, out here. But this is a piece of uh, a spreadsheet that was released by FOIA from the TGA, which is the Therapeutics Goods Administration of Australia, which is the FDA equivalent or counterpart and each row in this spreadsheet is a person who died and we have some other information that comes along for that and in some cases we actually get the batch number supplied now here's the thing uh sometimes people die and sometimes it's just randomly associated so you would expect in that world where you actually had some people you know people are all getting different batches and some people randomly are dying there should be no associative thing showing up in fact what you would not want to see from a safety signal standpoint is you would not want to see certain batches associated with higher rates of death so as soon as you had like more than one person showing up as having died in association with a given batch that would be what we would call a red flag and that red flag ought to have been 
pretty pronounced. But by the time you... So what he's saying basically is on this spreadsheet, it's got you know, batch numbers and then a marker. Like if these are all people who have died, but it actually doesn't show you the batch numbers on everyone. It, that information that this person got via a freedom of information request was omitted. They, they didn't include that information. They kept that part of it hidden. They only released part of the data. But the data that they did release, they still compiled and put this spreadsheet together to show you that this particular batch number occurred in this in this particular one four times. So, and even this guy is saying, if it occurred more than once, then you've got a major red flag. Well, it popped up four times this batch number. So it's yeah, that's it, this certain batch is is from what the information they've allowed to be released was responsible for killing four people. So See something like here, like batch FL five three three three, show up not once. Not twice, not three times, right? But four times. That's a giant safety signal right there. Full stop. Something went on with batch FL5333. Not cool. So uh, naturally, you know, we only have, this is very incomplete data. I'm convinced that somebody went in and actually removed batches from here for reasons we don't know about. But part of the reason we got these batches here, including FL5333, just to focus on one, is because an earlier FOIA request actually asked for that specific number, as well as these other ones that we see now showing up in here. So this, I believe, is a very, 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 very narrow, specific, will only give you exactly what you asked for. And thankfully, somebody knew how to ask for the right information. So it came out, but all the rest has been stripped out because reasons. All right. Um, <laughs> at any reasons. rate, uh, Hello. from that, something else was pried out, which was they got these actual safety, these uh, laboratory analysis documents on the batches, including for these right here, which are the batches that also show up here as um, inappropriately associated with what we would call too many deaths. So those are the red flag batches. The red flag batches, we actually have some analysis documentation on there, and that analysis looks like this. Um, so what we're looking at here is, uh, so Jicky found this way back in April of 2022, before and... Um, He's re referring to a um, Twitter user called Jicky Leaks, J-I-K-K-Y Leaks. Uh, it's at Jicky Leaks on Twitter if anyone's interested in following or having a look for yourselves, just so you know. This would have been back in the day when, um, before uh, the, the Jicky account got banned, suspended by, by Twitter. But at any rate, what we're looking at here is a, uh, one of these laboratory analyses of a specific batch that was run on November 18th, twenty. 21 long time ago and what this is is this is an Agilent 5200 report if you were looking at an Agilent 5200 right now it would look to you probably like a file cabinet with blinking lights on the front it's a box you put some of your sample into the box and it spits out a report that looks like this what this report is telling us is just one simple thing of the RNA that's showing up in this particular lot that we're investigating how long are those how many fragments do we see if it was a perfect manufacturing process, 100%, only what we sought to be in there is in there, we would see a single peak. It would be exactly the length. Here we see 4,078. That is the length of the full-length mRNA vaccine product. It is 4,000, and seven, or for Pfizer's, I should say, um, the comorbidity. It is 4,078 letters long. But no manufacturing is exactly right so sometimes you get shorter lengths of that right so 
the plasmid doesn't get expressed all the way and you know your RNA sort of breaks stuff breaks or something happened um, whatever you would get these shorter lengths so that's what we're seeing here every one of these little humps down here little peaks is a shorter expression this one's 482 nucleotides long or letters long this one's 803 so we see these different length products down here now this is the bombshell the Agilent curves, and this would be a curve up from the Agilent machine, show irregularities in the RNA analysis that was ignored by the TGA. Here they are. Note the batch numbers. FL5333, the bad one. FH3221, another bad one. FK0738, another bad one. FL7649, all death batches, and they all have this strange shape like this. So basically what you're saying is the TGA got given information from the tests when they do these tests on these batches and stuff. And they showed these irregularities. They're like, well, this particular mRNA, this RNA strand has got all these characters. It's way too long. It shouldn't be that long. It should be small like the other ones in these four particular batches that they're showing here. But they went ahead and approved them and went and said, yeah, go and use them anyway. And these just happen to be the same batches where all these deaths occurred. Funnily enough, so the TGA is now, I would say, liable and should not be allowed to fucking... should be all, bang, frozen. Let's fucking lock these motherfuckers up. They knew they were going to... They willingly killed people, basically. Here we go. They look almost identical to each other. Again, all of these being run in November of 2021, except for this being run in October of 2021. So TGA had this data sat on it for a very long time until it got pried out by FOIA. What we're seeing here is this little ugly hump right here, Jicky, writing to illustrate what I'm talking about. I put a big red arrow on the point of interest. Pretty subtle, huh? Look at that. Um, so there's something there that shouldn't be there. And by the way, this is what those curves should have looked like. These are other batches that were run where you can see that smooth curve and almost everything is showing up here in your full-length product right here. Um, and you see no little humps down here. At this point, it's a very smooth curve, very different from this. These batches did not show up right. Now, this is a fairly simple thing for a health administrator like the TGA. You get a batch like this, and then you start looking at your safety signals, and you start noticing, oh, my God, these things are showing up. And it's very simple to line these two things up and go, oh, hmm, I think we have a batch problem here. Let's investigate this. The first thing that should have happened, of course, would have been to take these, sequence them, which is... This is just telling us how long the... I disagree with him there. He says, oh, just take these batches and sequence them and find out what's in them, blah, blah, blah. No, I think the first thing they should have done is gone, are these batches still out there? Does anyone still have these batches? Re recall these batches, tell them not to use these batches. You know, that should be the first fucking step, but anyway. Strings of letters are? We want to know exactly what those strings of letters are. So that's called sequencing, where you actually put it in a different machine, not an Agilent 5200. You put it in a different machine and it tells you, hey, here are the letters. It could be that there's something wrong with these letters here right now. Or it could be who knows what. But that would be part of the investigation. They didn't. They ran this. They got these weird bumps. And then they just buried it and didn't say anything to anybody about that. Um, by the way, it just gets a little bit weird too because... Okay, here we go. You know what else is... Not this is this is like super, <laughs> super interesting when it comes to like the Pfizer shenanigans. Andy, you'll love this bit. This is awesome. So pay attention to this one, folks. In that so-called death batch log, Jakey writes... Any of the seven batches reserved for Pfizer employees, here they are. Oh, no, they didn't. 
Yeah, they did. You know, it just gets away with these letters here right story. now. Or it could be, who knows what. But okay. that would be part of the investigation. They didn't. They ran this. They got these weird bumps. And then they just buried it and didn't say anything to anybody about that. Um, by the way, it just gets a little bit go. weird, too, because you know what else is not in that so-called death batch log? Jakey writes, any of the seven batches reserved for Pfizer employees. Here they are. Oh, no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Limited batch quantity. Limited batch quantity, like handmade, you know, special. Allocated for use in Pfizer Australia employee vaccination program. Not tested, not tested, not tested, not tested. This is in December of 2021. These batches were very specifically slid through so that they could be specifically allocated for very specific people here. Um, It was basically their way of giving their own employees a, you know, a really clean, a good batch, you know what I mean? One that's not dodgy, one with no no issues. A limited batch quantity specifically allocated for Pfizer Australia employee vaccination program. That way they can say, yeah, we've had our jabs, nothing wrong with them. They're all safe. Go get your jabs. We're all jabbed. We can, we can now move and go wherever we want and dine in any restaurants. Yeah, because we've got our jabs. We get our safe jabs. That's basically exactly what they did, Andy. What do you think the odds are that Employees those batches look more like this? Yeah, oh, for allocated sure. For very exactly. specific people. A little bit, little bit more. Um, what do you think the odds are that those batches looked more like this and not like this? The odds are probably pretty good, I would say, because if you gave me the choice and I was in this situation and I knew I was going to get one of these things and I had access to this data... I'm not taking this one for sure. I'm absolutely going to be taking this one. <laughs> yeah, so basically that's what we're saying. So I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. There's a, it's a full length. He goes right into it, what he means with regards to those characters and the sequencing and all that sort of stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Damning, damning evidence right there. And have we seen any of this reported in any of the mainstream media? Have we seen any coverage whatsoever uh, on any talk shows or radio, or anything at all, Andy. Have you come across this information? Other than from me right now. Oh, absolutely <laughs> no. There it's a go. no from me. Funny that. Funny that, hey. But isn't that interesting? Yeah. So not only yeah. were they sitting on that data, the TGA, of knowingly hurting people, killing people with these bad batches, which they knew were bad batches, um, but then they go ahead and um, get, they show that they've approved a, a very small run of this particular vaccine for Pfizer employees only. And like you said, probably to politicians and whatnot, you know, so they get they get the clean stuff. They get the stuff, the good stuff, which was probably just a saline fucking shot anyway. Who knows? Um, yeah, interesting. There you go. I'm sure um, we, we might even see Dr. TJ Coles writing about that one soon. <laughs> Well, might flick that. Or well, Ethan's probably going to listen to this anyway. But um, yeah, he can, he can grab a copy of that audio and get his uh, one of his writers to look into it as well. Full on. There you go. Um, that's about all I had for this particular episode, my brother. Is there anything you wanted to uh, to bring up? Uh, anything for the new year you see coming, or what's going on in all in Andy's uh, Andy's mind there, mate? Mm, oh well. Oh look, I think I think we've um, covered you know, uh, 
COVID and the scam, you know scam around the vaccines and everything like that, like very very thoroughly between yourself and, and Ethan Nash. Um, this the smart cities and the fifteen minute and the twenty minute cities that that is really interesting. I think that's probably mm. a direction that you know that even your show is probably going to be forced to you know roll down actually as that as that rolls out it's very interesting mm. um and and the way that they're doing it and the manipulation of the public and their you know um sweetening the whole deal um yeah it's fascinating it is isn't it i mean um, we, we, I we've been banging on that for a while but it's just good to keep t- to keep covering it yeah well, yeah, definitely we've been banging on about the, you know, the smart cities and the high-speed rail and stuff like that too. Mm, but the Clara um, stuff, yeah. But, but yeah, but you know, look, I I think where they're heading with this is the old Judge Dread, you know, scenario where fifteen minutes will become, you know, ten minutes. Ten minutes will then become a five-minute city, and and in the end, will be like basically corralled into like a you know, a city block. Like China, you can't leave your building, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, like like that. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's, it's scary that's, to think. That's, that's scary. Yeah, and, and again, we, we don't like to be, you know, the, this whole negative thing and the bearer of bad news and all that sort of stuff, but all we're doing and all I'm trying to do is let people know th- this is the plan. This is what's coming. This is what's being implemented right now. And people have to start saying, no, we don't want this. Don't get hung up like that um, Katie Hopkins was saying. Don't get hung up on the fucking minutia of it of, oh, you know, we need longer passes so we can go through these things for, you know, more days in a year. No, no, no. Don't fucking focus on that shit. Focus on the fact that we this shouldn't be a thing to begin with. You know, we need to make make sure people don't get hung up on that minutia and start saying, just say no to this stuff. Just say no. I'm going to put that song for this episode. Just say no. Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> just reminded me. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's what we need to do. Just start saying no to it. That's what I was going to... Okay, here, I'm going to tell you uh, a little story again too. So remember when... Um, it just reminded me of the whole just say no thing. Remember how I talked about... Um, shit, it would have been 2020 when um, Daniel and I had our anniversary and we went out into the valley and we're talking about how we, you know, having to fucking trying to get us to QR code into places. And then, you know, we went to this one fucking whiskey joint on uh, Ann Street there in the valley and it was like um, no menus, like walls full of fucking whiskey, no menus. No, you got to tap, you've got to fucking scan the QR thing and order a drink on the app and then the the waiter will bring it to, no, like... Like fucking hell, what is wrong with people? Then I'm thinking, you know, back then, yeah. We, but we would go to other places, and they didn't have that sort of thing. And then we went to we ended up going across the road. There was this nice little restaurant called Uh Oh Spaghetti-O, um, little pasta place, uh, just r- basically across the road in the valley there on Ann Street as well. And we had a great meal. Yeah, we walked in. You know, we pretended to do the QR thing. They weren't even really checking on it anyway. Um, this is back in 2020 when that's what we were doing. We were sort of faking it back then. But anyway, um, yeah, we, we didn't have a reservation. Like, yeah, come on up. We said, yeah, it's our anniversary. Can you do something for us? And yeah, they were awesome. The staff were great. We brought, you know, the menu was awesome. There was so many things to choose from. And, you know, a waiter came over and took our order. And the, the bartender came over and delivered drinks. And, you know, they were looking after it. It was such a good experience. And 
Danny and I have always thought, oh, we need to go back there one day. It was awesome. We loved it. You know, it was that was what we wanted, a, a nice experience in a restaurant like that. Well, fuck me if we didn't go out for her birthday last Friday, Andy, to the same place. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. And I'm going to be writing them a nasty fucking review, I can tell you now. It was the worst fucking experience uh, we've ever... It was basically the opposite. Oh, wow. It was the dead set opposite of what we experienced. Um, so we walk in and I'm like... Change your mind? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's a possibility. Um... But what they, you know, we sort of come in and then we, we we're like, oh, can we get a table? Yeah, no worries. And uh, I thought maybe they'll take us upstairs because we went upstairs. It was, and the pace was pumping. It was beautiful, you know, it was nice and busy, you know, uh, good atmosphere, sort of thing. But then, yeah, we went back there on Friday, just gone, and, you know, the, it was like empty tables all over the place. It was only like three or four tables, one big long table, a couple of scattered ones. And we went out, outside in the little dining courtyard area. And yeah, we met some friends there and stuff. And um, like the only thing good about the night was the company. Well, that was basically it. Because um, then you know they once we sat down, like the they just showed us to the table, and then the wait the wait staff just pissed off. Like didn't say, oh, can we start with some drinks or any of that sort of stuff. It was none of that. It was just like gone. See ya. <laughs> like where'd she go? We we're looking around, going, oh, okay. And then sitting on the table is a QR code or oh, to order, scan here. I'm like. No, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not scanning this shit. That's not how you order. If I wanted to order some shit from my phone, I'm not like I'm home ordering Domino's pizza or some shit on my phone. You know what I mean? Like I'm at a restaurant. I want to have a restaurant experience. I don't want to sit there and be on my fucking phone. You know what I mean? So I'm like, this is shit. I went up to the. I walked up to the bar. I said, um, can can someone like come and take our order? And and the guy's like, oh, we just do it on the queue. I think he said, yeah, we're not doing that, mate. Can someone come and take our order? And I just walked out. And then he's, I could, I could fucking hear it. I could just hear his eyes in the back of my head. You know, I could feel it, that fucking angst from him going, oh, here we go. We've got a live one here. Anyway, so, yeah, we ended up getting someone to come out and take the order from us from, from sort of some drinks and stuff and for some uh, entrees, you know, get a bit of garlic bread, that sort of shit. Um, and then, because then, she's like, oh, yeah, you can do it on your phone. We're like, oh, we're not doing that. You know, just can someone just take your order? We, we gave her the order. They brought out the garlic, uh, the, the entrees, and then they pissed off again. Brought the, well, they brought the drinks out, pissed off. No one came back up to take any more orders for drinks, or you know, would you like to order your mains now? None of that. So I'm like, we're just sitting there for a while. I'm like, kids are like, I'm hungry, dad. I'm like, fuck, all right. So all right, we, let's let's go back in. I grabbed my brother. I said, let's go in and order again. So we ordered another round of drinks, paid for it at the bar, you know. And I'm like, and oh, and they 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 normally would take cash, but apparently the, the till was playing up and they couldn't take cash. I'm like, fuck me! I was so ready to just walk out and go, we're going somewhere else. This is bullshit. But anyway, so I ended up just paying with my card and stuff, being as difficult as possible because I I don't even tap that card. I make sure I, or I, I insert it and put pin numbers in it, or you know, make try take as long as possible, just to piss them off. Not that they were busy anyway, but um, yeah, and the whole time like the staff's like. He's like, oh, yeah, we, we normally don't do that, but all right, all right, we'll do that for you tonight. Yeah, that was their attitude was, I mean, it's not how we do things here. Uh, but I guess we'll do it for you because, you know, if you know, we're not busy, basically, we're doing nothing, so we'll, we'll look after you. Um, but if like, if that place was kind of busy, like, we wouldn't have stand it. We wouldn't have stood a chance. We'd have to go somewhere else. But anyway, um, so we did all that, you know, ordered the mains. They brought the food out. Food was fucking terrible. The menu is shit now. It's really small and the, the meals are... 
all really kind of similar. The pizzas were crap. Like, uh, yeah, it was not a good experience at all. It was literally the opposite of the experience we had there the last time we were there. And yeah, I can't wait to fucking get them. I was going to do it on the weekend, but I got distracted and fucking forgot about it because we had plans. But yeah, I'm going to fucking tear them a new one. I'm going to do Facebook reviews. I'm going to do all sorts of fucking reviews and just just hammer the shit out of them. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, and, and listeners out there, tell me if you agree or not. But when you go out to a restaurant, you want to have a restaurant experience. You want someone to come to the table, take your order, you know, talk to you and treat you like a customer and, you know, like wait on you like a wait staff should wait on you because that's what their fucking job is. You don't go to a restaurant to be on your fucking phone and, you know, sit there and buying the meal and everything on your phone. Like, that's not going out. Like, no, no, just I'm not saying yes to that shit. I'm not going to comply with that bullshit. I'm going to make their job... I'm going to make them do their actual job, Andy. That's all. I'm fucking sick of that shit. And I really hope that if anyone out there who owns a restaurant, I hope you go, I hope you don't do that way of uh, looking after your customers and you do it the traditional way because it's bullshit. The way they're heading, man, it's fucked. I hate it. You there? Uh, yeah. I totally agree, you know. Uh, and you know what, like, too, if, if the restaurant tours have got half of any kind of business sense about them, and I don't see this too much, but remember the so-called good old days where usually a good weight staff would come to you and say, oh, you know, you should really try the fish or, mm. you know, oh, yeah, or you know, he, the, yeah, tonight's specials of this. Sangria is like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to have the sangria, a jug of sangria, you know, like something like that, like oh, it's to die for and, oh, get these sides, you know, oh, yeah. that's awesome, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, you look like a bit of a beer drinker. How Would would you like a nice frothy beer, you know, and, and you, sir? You know, like you can get in there and sell this up. Yeah, big time. You know, and make people, make people really, really happy and have a laugh about it all and make money for the business at the same time. Mm. How can they rely on an app? You know, it's just bullshit. It's total bullshit. And you're right. I hate the direction of this where it's going to. You know, mm. it's a, it's a, and it reminds me. Listening to you talk actually reminds me of the whole Woolies Coles kind of like thing where they're you know just merging that whole checkout chick into automatum bloody yeah. Yeah. you know serve, serve yourself serve yourself kind of bullshit, yeah exactly you know yeah. um you know look this is the direction that it's all going and I absolutely hate it. I totally agree with you. And look, at all it's going to do is just push people away from it's that gonna, kind of... You're, like, you're literally you know, alienating your own customers. You know? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you're right. Like, I want to go right. out and I want to have a wait staff come up to me and go, yeah, I made the special... Like, I even asked them, I said, oh... Do you have any drink specials? Like, it's a Friday night, you know, I think I'll have a drink special on or something. Do you have any drink specials or cocktail specials or... Oh, no, no, we don't have any of that. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, can I see, like, a cocktail menu or something? Oh, you just have to use... You've got to scan the QR. I'm not doing that. Do you have, like, a menu or, like, a C or, like, a paper menu? Oh, oh, no, we don't have that. Oh, like, I just want to choke him. Oh, I'm serious. Like, you know what will make me feel better right now? Is choking you a little bit. Can I choke you a little bit? Because, <laughs> oh, far out, man. Like, it just tries my patience, something chronic. And, like, like I'm a, you know me. Like, I'm a get-along. I'm, I'm very easy to get along with. I'm very jovial, very friendly, and all that sort of stuff. And I love, you know, building relationships with people and stuff. But 
fuck me, when they push me the wrong way like that and say that sort of shit to me, I turn on them real fucking quick. Like, I just turned into a prick of a customer that night. And, like, and you know what? I think so I fucking should because uh, you shouldn't have to put up with that stuff. You're paying, you're, you're going out and paying, you know, premium prices on a meal because, because it's attached to the experience of being in a restaurant. You know, you've got wait staff, you've got people looking after you, bringing you your food, bringing you your drinks, blah, blah. It was, it was all, it was basically self-serve last night. It was basically going through a self-serve checkout, Andy. That's what, why, that's what the night was like. So anyone listening, don't go to Uh-Oh SpaghettiO. And if you want to do me a favor, just get on and write them a shit fucking review. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's enough of my, that's uh, enough for me tonight. Uh, Rant over. <laughs> Uh-Oh, I'm going to go broco. Yeah. Uh-Oh, never going to come go back. Bro-co. Oh, yeah. Uh, I might to play with that. I might, yeah. You've actually inspired me to, to do a bit of a play, maybe, maybe a bit of a pun on their name. So, yeah, excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy to wrap it up there, Big Ando. Thanks for um, joining me tonight for uh, the first one of this year, which is actually uh, season five, episode four. No, always, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's good to bounce off your brother. Um, Thank you to all the listeners. I hope everyone had a uh, fantastic break and a good Christmas and caught up with family and friends and I hope you all had a great new year. Um, I did. It was nice and relaxing. I took one more extra day off so I had five days off in a row. Yay! That was my holiday. (laughs) Back into it, mate. Hellful leather. Good on you. All right, mate. Talk to you soon, okay? With a touch of the flu And I'm kinda skeptical of what he told me to do He said that I should lock myself inside my room for a year Shut my non-essential business down and cower in fear I said, Doc, I don't know, that seems so out of line Give it three, maybe four days, I bet I'll be fine He said, no, you must not, you must wait for the shot Everybody's gotta get it or society stops I said, Doc, I don't know, is that all really true? These shots are brand new, they ain't fully approved He said, no, you can trust us, it's the latest in science Never mind the people dying, just give up your compliance I said, Doc, you must have me mistaken with someone pliable I can't trust you if none of these companies are liable So I'm gonna stay the course like a one-way road Take your vaccine and shove it, I'ma just say no Just say no Just say no It's a scam and it's all about control So doing what they say won't make it go away, oh no But they don't know the lengths I'll go Through rain and snow, I yank so I left the doctor's office and stepped onto the street Feeling troubled by the lies and campaign of deceit But I'm not easily defeated, I'm not one to retreat I tried to make a post about it, they deleted the tweet Undeterred, I stood on the corner holding a sign The cops showed up, I got arrested and fined They told me that my words are considered a crime Next they'll be coming for the thoughts in your mind I knew they were wrong, I took my ticket and left They're trying to make it difficult for those of us who resist And with every headline the propaganda continues Now they say I'm gonna need a shot to step in a venue All according to script
script going exactly as planned Next they're gonna wanna put a microchip in our hand They say conspiracy theory, and that's all that they do But it isn't just a theory if it keeps coming true And that's why I'm gonna just say, just say no I'm hopping in the saddle I'm coming at it from a different angle Like a southpaw The system is corrupt So it's good to be an outlaw I'm rallying the troops I'm looking for the lions Who know that we will never get more freedom with compliance If the passports happen We won't get away with just one They're gonna make us take a new shot Every six months It's only getting worse Every time that we comply more They take away the rights that our grandparents died for Time to defy And let the vibes rise more Make a better world for our kids What we strive for and that means getting rid of all restrictions and masks Saying no to passports and resisting the jab It's time to kick some dust up like an unpaved road So join me and Chris Sky and just say no Just say no, just say no. Just say no. Just say no. 